This is an FTK Memphis podcast. All right. God, we just uh, thank you uh, for this day. Um, today, February 23rd, 2021. Uh, Lord, we, we, uh, we honor on this day the life of uh, Ahmad Aubrey and um, young prophets like him, Lord, whose life have been sacrificed for causes of social justice. Lord, we pray for his family today and um, we pray uh, your healing on our world and our country. And Lord, we thank you for Johnny uh, joining us and um, and we thank you for the work that they're doing in the A um, that is touching us here in Memphis and folks all around the world. And we pray that you'll be with us in our conversation, that the words of our mouth and the meditations of our heart will be found acceptable in your sight. In Jesus' name, amen. Welcome you uh, today to Tell Me Something Good podcast. We are live today in FTK Studios, and we have with us um, from our place, uh, I've got with me, Sir Walker. Yes, sir. And Gil Worth. Howdy, howdy. And of course, we've got uh, virtually with us uh, the man with the beard that has me jealous that I cut mine, Johnny Taylor with Love Beyond Walls. Greetings, brother. What's up? How's it going? Man, we're doing absolutely excellent thank you uh, so much for taking the time to to be with us today um i say johnny taylor love beyond walls that means a lot to me because i've been following y'all's work since the uh, google voice number you know what i mean um uh so uh but many don't many don't know who you are or your work so we will just start by just telling us a little bit about just who you are who is johnny taylor? yeah <laughs> who is johnny taylor what a question uh, well, in relation to uh, the organization Love Beyond Walls, I am um, one of the content creators and directors over here. So I help uh, create some of those video stories you see. I help create content to our podcast and other social media avenues. And I also help out with a little bit of the uh, behind the scenes logistics uh, for different campaigns, such as the Love Sinks campaign. Okay. Nice. Uh, and you've, uh, so any children, married, single? Nope. I am a single and childless. Wow. Living the dream. What? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. Now, are you originally from Atlanta? Yeah. So I'm from the Atlanta area. Okay. Uh, I was lived in a uh, town called Douglasville, Georgia, which is right outside uh, the Atlanta perimeter. Okay. Um, and I, Lived there for most of my life. Nice, nice. So my question for you, typically, right, what I found is when men get together, we're quick to to talk about what we do first, right, instead of where it right. all starts and stems from. My question for you, Johnny, is that, you know, there are plenty of things you can do in a diverse city uh, like Atlanta. What's your why? What is it? Um, why do you get up every day? What is it that wakes you up? What's your passion yeah, so I, I would say for me, um, telling stories is one of the things that gets me up every morning. And specifically, I like to tell the stories of people who are often looked over and left out. Um, I feel like growing up a, uh, a child, one of, uh, one of six, and um, as an introvert, like I oftentimes kind of 
felt left out and um, overlooked throughout my life. So in a way, I can relate to other people uh, who are also uh, kept out of the conversation. Hmm. And I, um, I, I feel like just this, I guess, tug in my heart to bring them to the table and make their stories heard. So beautiful. Right. So I got a follow-up question. So you've told us some of your passion right, of, of why or what gets you up in the morning. But now what do you do? Like now that that's your passion, what have you found yourself doing daily? Yeah. So day to day, you know, it, it looks different. Um, sometimes it, I'm out um, in the community, just listening to people, um, listening to their own passions and dreams and, um, and, you know, like, what are some of the things that they hope for in the future? Hmm. Uh, what are some of their hurts and losses? What, what got them to where they are right now? And then other times I'm, um, doing stuff that's a little bit more monotonous. Uh, like today, uh, we loaded up 200 things and wow. our box truck for an event we have uh, this Saturday. Um, so day to day, it looks different. Okay. And that's the uh, the Love Beyond Wall things that I, I've seen. I think we got a few, right? Yep. Yeah. Yep, they are. Mm-hmm. Okay. So what else? Like I know you mentioned about the Love Beyond Walls, but what about Johnny as as a man? What do you find like daily, daily? I know for me, right, in this work, it gets a little heavy sometimes. Like what is that release or that? What do you find yourself doing daily? Like maybe at night for personal time and things like that? Yeah, so I'm a uh, big reader. I've always uh, loved to read, and I think that's part of the reason why I love telling stories so much. I love hearing them, reading them, and uh, watching them as well through movies and whatnot. Uh, so a lot of what I do um, to kind of you know like give myself that release is I'll sit down with a good book, um, you know, all cozy in bed and and read the night away. Um, but, you know, also I like to, um, you know, hang out and with my group of friends, uh, maybe go to a trivia night and stuff like that. Okay. So here's, I know, um, you know, I've been, as I said, I've been following you guys work for, for quite a while, Johnny. Um, and so, uh, you know, what I was specifically moved by the most was uh, that first walk, which was. Uh, to D.C., right? Was first walk to D.C. or the first walk to Memphis? Yeah, so the first walk was to Washington, D.C. Okay. And that was from Atlanta, Georgia to Washington. What year was that? That was in 2016. Okay. So, and you were a part of that walk every mile, right? Yep, I sure was. <laughs> you were the gentleman holding the camera, I would assume. Yep, I was uh, holding the camera at times. Also, I was driving our support vehicle, which okay. was actually our mobile makeovers bus. Okay. So I uh, would, you know, drive a little ahead of Terrence, what, you know, like one or two miles uh, just so in case, you know, something happened or uh, we came across terrain that was unwalkable. Okay. Um, I would be close by. To so, out. so tell me during those walks, the one, uh, let's take both up, right? Let's take the one to DC and the one in Memphis. What, what so, moments stand out to you? Like, what did you see? I mean, you know, I was following every day. And so sometimes some of the stories were disturbing. Some of them at the time they were filled with joy and hope. Um, what did you see 
on a daily? And what was the point for you in this whole this whole marathon race? Yeah, so we saw a lot. Um, we would, or Terrence would walk around, I think, 10 to 12 miles every single day. Um, so we, we slowly made our way, uh, you know, through the, the southeast um, up to D.C., and we, we saw a lot. We saw a lot of uh, rural poverty um, that a lot of people don't get to see. A lot of these small towns that have kind of been shut down by uh, bigger corporations and jobs moving out, stuff like that. Uh, we were able to see a lot of um, the decay of small town America. And uh, we also saw, um, you know, some of the, the urban poverty that uh, most of us are more familiar with, but we got to see it in, in different ways and in different cities. And okay. I think what one thing we saw was in each city, like it looked a little bit different um, than what we would be used to seeing elsewhere. It was just kind of like each, each city had its, um, I guess, unique um, ways of living and, and culture. Sure. Yeah. So, so a walk. You mentioned a walk. I don't tell me more about it. Like you, you walk. Oh, you don't know anything about this. I don't walk know up. anything about a walk. Like this is. <laughs> so yeah, give them the cliff's notes, Johnny, of the purpose, which yeah. I did. Right. Yeah. So um, we've done two walks. Uh, the first one um, from Atlanta, Georgia, to Washington D.C. and uh, we also did one from Atlanta, Georgia to Memphis, Tennessee. And the first walk was to kind of commemorate the original uh, March Against Poverty that uh, MLK Jr. was planning um, okay. before he was assassinated. Uh, he was actually planning himself to march on Washington um, to help bring awareness of poverty that is affecting all Americans, hmm. uh, no matter wow. what their ethnicity Maybe it is definitely uh, epidemic. There are a lot of people in America experiencing poverty today. And then um, to D.C., we walked to Memphis, actually to the Lorraine Motel, where uh, Martin Luther King Jr. was assassinated. Yeah. And uh, we walked there to uh, commemorate the anniversary of his assassination. Mm. Well, yeah, I had no idea. Like, I'm recently following you guys on social media now, so I see the work you do with the homeless. Like, I've seen the sinks. I've seen the showers, which are dope, 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 right? But I had no idea about the walks. Yeah. So was it a few of you guys? Was it, like, kind of an isolated thing? Was it? I just... Yeah, so um, it, it would vary. Um, when it came down to it, it was just me and Terrence. There were many days where we were alone. Uh, where nobody would be with us at all. And then there were days where uh, a big group of people would come out to walk. Um, we found the further away we got from Atlanta, um, the fewer people typically would come out and walk with us. Mm -hmm. But yeah, it was, it was a mixed effort of groups of people and us as individuals. Hmm. Okay. Is there anywhere uh, that's, where we could, did you detail this anywhere on like social media? Is there somewhere where someone that hasn't seen it could go back and watch highlights from it? Yeah. So if you wanted, you could scroll back to our uh, social media 
uh, both the 2018 and 2016 and kind of, you know, see the, the more detailed day to day of the walk. But also on um, the, the 2016 March Against Poverty, we actually were able to film a documentary uh, during that walk. And it highlights um, people we met along the way. Okay. Um, it's called Voiceless Film. You can find that on Vimeo. And our, I guess our goals and reasoning behind that film was to, to help um, elevate the voice of people who often don't have a voice or whose voices are drowned out by um, the, the majority voices. Wow, man, that's incredible work. Yeah. Um, did you guys find a lot of support there? Did you run into a lot of guys that didn't like what you were doing? Like, how was that for you, that experience? Yeah, so it was mostly uh, support. Um, most people uh, thought what we were doing was inspiring and wanted to be a part in some way. But of course, no matter what you're doing, you're always going to have some haters. Mm-hmm. So we got our uh, fair share of that as well. Of course. So kind of going back to uh, your work uh, in and around Atlanta, when you're out, uh, what are you seeing in the city? Yeah, so um, again, it kind of depends on where we're at. Uh, You know, poverty and homelessness, even in the city of Atlanta, um, can be varied. You'll find people living under overpasses or people living in abandoned buildings and uh, even people living like off into the more wooded areas of Atlanta. So it kind of depends on, you know, where you are geographically with in the city, but also, you know, like what season it is. Uh, you'll see um, people uh, trying to get into warming shelters during the, the winter months and people standing in line for um, stuff like water bottles during during the summer months. So it, it really depends. But um, typically, uh, to, to generalize, you, you'll see um, a lot of people who have just hit you know, the bottom of their luck. Um, mm-hmm. There are people who um, may have experienced uh, job loss. They may have experienced uh, a loss in the family. Um, a lot of people we run into have recently um, been injured in some way. I know one guy I met uh, had been hit by a car, I believe. He'd been in the hospital for three months, and um, they had to they had to uh, life light him into uh, Grady. And uh, he was not even from the Atlanta area. He was from um, a city, I think, about an hour, hour and a half mm-hmm. away. And uh, when he got out of the hospital three months later, he didn't have any way to get back home. So he ended up homeless. Wow. Um, yeah. So it, like I said, it, it's different. Everybody has a different yeah. story. How they got out into the street. And, um, and that's one thing I love about what we do is just getting to learn uh, about each individual. Um, so often we hear things like stats. And, uh, hmm. So most times we will see uh statistics and we'll see those numbers but we'll often um miss the fact that there are people 
uh, individual people tied to each one of these numbers. And uh, these people have their own hopes and dreams. They've also have, you know, their own experiences yeah. of, of heartbreak and loss. So, yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, along that same lines, um, because we've been, you know, obviously walking with the poor um, or those with no addresses, the way we like to refer to them. Um, is is there a process for y'all that you guys kind of follow and how you engage those with no address? Like, you know, because there's, yeah, as you said, there's, so. a, there's a diverse group of people out there, right? Some of them really are just panhandlers trying to fill a habit. There are those who don't want to be on the street. There are those with mental health issues that uh, don't really want the help or are very conditioned to stay where they are, regardless of what you try to do. So what, what is it that you could share if you have anything that you all use in that regard? Yeah, so I guess that the process, uh, you could say, is each time we approach somebody, we try to put ourselves in their shoes. Hmm. So we say, um, how would I want to be interacted with if I was in their position? Hmm. Um, that kind of helps, um, I guess, uh, focus ourselves on the fact that this could be us and not only that but this person uh, in front of me is human and uh, they deserve to be um, treated with dignity and respect um, so that's I guess kind of how we try to posture ourselves mm -hmm. uh, that's helpful very so helpful. I don't know if you yeah yeah is there any sort of um, like back in the day right Dr. King them talked a lot about how they would try to prepare themselves for the work in advance before they went out, right? So they would prepare themselves mm -hmm. to be slapped or to be spit on. Is there anything, right? Like I hear you say kind of, cause you're entering into spaces and you know, I've just been discovering this for myself, right? You're entering to these spaces where there is a community, right? Like there is a community around what you're doing, like in entering in like, um, I guess my question is better said, uh, asked in, um, outside of the posture, is there any sort of examples or preparation that could be taken if you're training volunteers that kind of put them in that space before they're having a kind of a real time interaction with a human being, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I would say, um, you know, remember when as you're going into this, that you're going into somebody else's space and um, that you are not uh, going as somebody who has answers, but as somebody who wants to listen. Hmm. And so you really have to be, be humble um, going into this, um, you know, always ask uh, people for permission um, hmm. to approach them and enter hmm. conversation because, wow. uh, you know, like I said, these are people, they have their own lives, they have their own rhythms. Um, and there's nothing about me or anybody who does this work that, um, entitles us to just walk into people's lives hmm. and kind of, um, interject our own opinions and, uh, our own answers to their problems. We have to be, uh, listeners and, and learners and also, um, you know, step in with that mentality that um, we're not here to, to solve everything. Yeah. We're here to be a friend, first of all. That's mm. a good word. Right. I like that. 
That's just something to think of. I'm thinking now over my interactions with those with doubt addresses and even beyond that and how I approach them now. Like that's that's really helpful. Thank you, Johnny. Definitely. So what do you what do you think when they're Hold on, we're paused? Yeah. Oh there. There we go. We good? Yeah, yeah. We're, we're, I think he's back. Okay, well, yeah, I was asking once you've done that, right, what's the next step then? You're saying you come in and it's approach of, you know, being a friend first, right? Is it, what, what's the next step after that? Yeah, so the next step really uh, depends on the person where they're at. Um, so I guess after that initial um, engagement is uh, you focus more so on building a relationship and figuring out, like, uh, does this person need or want help? And then, like, what steps can I take to provide that help mm. if they need and want it? That's good stuff. You got me over here writing down, man, like I'm at church. <laughs> um, so, you know, sometimes I'm um, the steps to provide that. And then that needs a job or housing. And so, you know, each, each uh, thing requires different steps. Okay. We lost you there for a minute, so we missed a lot of that. Okay. Oh, man. Uh, where, where did you lose me up? Uh, I'm over here taking notes, man, like I'm at church right now. Uh, <laughs> we, you, <laughs> we left you on uh, what steps are you taking to assist them after you've begun to build a relationship? Uh, yep. Does this person need or want help? And then what steps, if they say, yes, I do want help, what steps are you taking to assist them? And you talked about how diverse those are based on each person's situation, right? Yeah, yeah. So, you know, each person is different. Each person needs different things. So it's really about, um, you know, looking and saying, like, you know, uh, what do I have um, or who do I know that can get them to the next step to solve this problem or that problem? Yeah. Um, depending on uh, what, what that problem may be. Okay. I think we got a couple more questions for you. Uh, so uh, speaking on that, uh, what about uh, reintegration? How hard is it to reintegrate when you're homeless? Yeah, um, it's a good question. I think it can depend um, on a lot of different factors. Uh, I think the first, uh, one of the first factors is, you know, why did this person end up experiencing homelessness to begin with. Um, you know, with something like a job loss where we may be able to get back on their feet in, you know, say six months, a little more easy to integrate back into society. But you also have uh, people who have been um, on the streets for uh, years and years. Um, you know, we've run across people who have been living outside for plus years and at that point um it can be extremely difficult to reintegrate into society um you know you're uh living out on the streets and sheltered uh, has uh serious uh, side effects on on one's mental health um you know you're never really able to rest you're always um in a way, 
uh, sleeping with one eye open. Hmm. Uh, so you don't rest well. Um, you know, you're always, these stress levels are always high. So it's the longer you're on streets, the more difficult it is to reintegrate hmm. back into hmm. uh, normal, sustainable life. Well, brother, I want to say that, uh, one, thank you for taking the time uh, to share with us today. Um, man, you've said a lot of helpful things, whether you know it or not, um, that I feel like uh, are definitely points of light uh, for folks, one, who don't do this work every day. Um, and secondly, uh, we are called the Tell Me Something Good podcast, right, where we're sharing stories of light, but the goal is to put a smile on folks' face and uh, to give them something that's good for the soul. So before you leave us, uh, tell us something good, man. It could be anything. Just tell us something good. Yeah, uh, man, that is something that is needed. We're always, um, always as, as people hungry for good news. And I think something uh, good I can tell y'all is that there are a lot more good people out there than uh than we think there are hmm. um you know so often we get locked into these 24 hour uh 24 7 uh news cycles and uh into social media and we can see all the things that are going wrong in the world and uh all this hopelessness but um sometimes all we have to do is uh go down the street and and to be able to find something good. And, hmm. you know, if you can't find anything good, you can always uh, be something good for somebody else. Hmm, uh, sometimes even I think as simple as a smile at a stranger is something good. Hmm. Um, so if you can't find good, be the good. Yeah. Hmm. That's good. If you can't find good, be the good. Hmm. Johnny, we salute you, brother. Um, as you kill that Fiji. We yep. salute you, man, um, and the work you do. And uh, we, we consider this uh, part one of our time with you as the marathon continues. Uh, we look forward to building on on this conversation with you and Love Beyond Walls. And as you can see, as we begin uh, digging deeper with our staff in this I Can See You uh, book uh, that's been written uh, by y'all, man, uh, we look forward to having more questions to ask and, and engage with y'all. So. Thank you for taking the time today, brother, to be with us. And for those who are looking to find you all, uh, can you give us your handles online, please? Yeah, so you could follow the organization on all social media platforms at Love Beyond Walls. Uh, you can find me on all social media platforms at John Taylor 95 and you can also find uh, the founder of Love Beyond Walls, Terrence Lester, on all social media handles at I'm Terrence Lester. And also, uh, back in 2018, we launched a museum uh, specifically um, to help tell the stories of people we meet in our day work. And you can follow everything we do with that at Dignity Museum. At what? Dignity Museum? Yep, Dignity Museum. Mm. Salute, brother. For sure. Salute, yeah, salute. thank y'all for having me on today. Absolutely, man. We look forward to talking to you again soon. Until then, prayers up, brother. As the marathon continues, we'll be praying God's anointing on your life. Thank you. Thank All you. Right. We'll talk to you soon. Thank you. See right. you. Thank you. This is an FTK Memphis podcast.